Hey, how you guys doing? This is producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to our Blackity Black on Black Dog podcast, uh, where we get a group of people together from the Brothers Comics team and talk about issues of the day. Uh, on the line tonight are the founders of Brothers Comics. On the line tonight is Female Perspective. Female Perspective, say what's happening. Hola. What's up? Hey, good to have you back. On the line also tonight is Big House. Big House, say what's happening. What's up? That's right. We're good to hear you. Good to have you back. And also on the line tonight, uh, you know him from the Who Day Over 40 podcast and our comic book show. This is Salmon. Salmon, so what's happening? Meet you up, people. What's going on? Yeah. Only contributor we don't have tonight is Brother Beavis, so uh, we'll definitely keep him in our mind as we go through. But yeah, it's uh, recording on a, you know, kind of a mid-afternoon Sunday night at work tomorrow. Uh, but before we get to all that, man, it's been a drinking day. So, uh, uh, female perspective, what you drink? Appletini. Oh, fancy. Very nice. Sex in the city style. All right. Uh, Big Hutch, are you drinking an Appletini? That's for chicks. I'm drinking a <laughs> Sony Purple Rain. Mmm. <laughs> Purple Rain. Well, that's going to come up later in the podcast. And Sandman is our noted teetotaler in the group. Uh, I got to try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. All right. I am uh, drinking a Land Shark. Uh, Jimmy Buffett's beer, an island lager. Uh, I went to one of those uh, liquor stores at some point today, and uh, they had six packs on sale for $5. I was like, wait, what now? Um, so I tucked a lot of those under my arms and shelves, and there was no limit to buy what you could, like how many you could take out. So I took out a lot. Uh, so let's just leave it at that. All right. So were, were they flying uh, stars and bars at this uh, liquor store? Were they what? Were they flying stars and bars at this liquor store? No, it was like ABC or, you know, one of the traditional ones. Or it might have been like that wine one or whatever. It was a traditional, like, chain store. I was surprised. So, yeah, I was surprised. Uh, so, anyway. All right. So, uh, we'll clink a glass from a distance and let's get into the podcast. The first part is RIP, but I don't remember anybody that died this week of significance, but I could be missing something. Y'all are much better at this female perspective than Big Hush. Um, I... I do not recall um, anyone of. Did we mention Burt Reynolds? I think we did somewhere. No, that, is, that exactly. Yeah, so we need to talk about that. Yes, Burt Reynolds died. Yeah. He died like we maybe thirty minutes from my house. Yeah, he died like thirty minutes from my house, which was really weird too. Why did uh, you kill him? Burt Reynolds dies. Eighty-two <laughs> years old. Um, uh, actor. Uh, director, uh, you know, probably mostly best known, probably sadly is for uh, 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 Smokey and the Bandit, but he's done a lot of other movies. Uh, I think he was nominated for an Oscar twice, I think, what, for Deliverance and maybe for Boogie Nights. Uh, I mean, you know, it's uh, a significant part of, you know, necessarily our use or whatever, but yeah, Burt Reynolds, R.I.P. Uh, Hush, any Burt Reynolds favorite movies or moments? Um... His favorite movie, I mean, I like Deliverance, and I mean, I watched all them Cannonball Runs, and I watched Stroke Race. I watched a lot of his movies. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, that's what was, that was what was on back in the day. That's, they used to play them all the damn time. That's why you used to watch them. 
Same as me. Definitely one of the, the forerunners of the alpha males from the, you know, that 70s era, you know, where the male star, open shirt, hairy chest, whatever, you know, he was definitely a forerunner of that, you know, in the 70s and 80s. Amy, uh, Burt Reynolds' memories, uh, female perspective? Um, you know, other than, you know, some of his movies like Deliverance, I remember that being, you know, pretty disturbing. Um, <laughs> 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 you, know, you know, I remember the cheesy Cannonball Run and, and you know, those type of movies and, you know, and um, him being controversial for posing new and stuff like that and at that you know back in the 70s he's he was one of the highest paid actors so i mean he was a big deal in the in the late 70s so yeah yeah no doubt about it uh sandman any favorite movies uh burt reynolds moments yeah yeah um the longest yard is the, the thing that i used to, my favorite one that he did is something about how old it is that's kind of saying something about some of the roles he had later on. But, uh, I mean, Smokey and the Band is obviously the, the most popular one, I guess. Uh, but, uh, yeah, The Longest Yard is like, that was pre his blow up days in the, what was that, mid to early 70s and stuff like that? I mean, it, like I said before, it was always on back then, so you couldn't get away from her back in the 70s. Y'all don't, y'all don't even know. <laughs> so it was, he was, uh, he was Mr. 70s. Then he went through a phase where he was really popular, then he wasn't. Uh, he was married to Lonnie Anderson. Uh, then he, I think it was that Evening Shade that he was on for CBS, right. you know, a TV show that yeah. was kind of popular. And after he made some really bad movies, was that, is, it Ken, is Kindergarten Cop now? Uh, was that that, or that, that, that was Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. Uh, he did, he he did some do something like similar to that. Right, with some black child, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, with a red, red yeah, cop uh, or something like yeah, that. Really. I remember Sharky's Machine. Yeah, yeah that too. Yeah, Sharky's Machine. Gotta say, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite uh, Burt Reynolds movies. And that's the one where he gets his fingers chopped off in that scene. It was pretty, like, messed up. Um Damn. Yeah, it's pretty messed up. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my favorites. He did so with some with Dom DeLuise too. Uh, like some. It was yeah, called Dom Cop and a Half. Yeah. Cop and a Half that he did. <laughs> Cop and a Half. Yes. Thank yeah. You. Um, oh, right. Which none of us, I'm sure, saw. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he gets. He was in strip tease with Demi Moore. Oh, that's right. He was in strip tease. Oh, yeah, I did see that. That's right. But yeah. not from Burt Reynolds. Yeah, um, and he makes that little, little career resurgence there with Strip Tease and then with Boogie Nights. Um, yeah, with Boogie Nights, that, 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 yeah, that was his sort of uh, comeback performance. Comeback. He was also, I think, Rob, the that best supporting actor. I think if you go back and look, everybody, he was, he got the Eddie Murphy treatment where he won all the awards right up before the, 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 uh, the, uh, the Oscar and then he got ganked. Um, so, yeah. All right. Yeah. R.I.P. Burt Reynolds, man. I, I, yeah, that, was, that one kind of hurt a little bit. Uh, a, you know, hadn't heard too much from him for in a while, but I did hear a little bit. And we'll give a shout out to the people who are who are displaced because of the hurricane. Yes, and in Atlanta, I'm sure a few of them are there. So if you are on the run from Hurricane Irene, um, it's Florence, wasn't it? It's Florence. Yeah, it's Florence. If you're on the run from Hurricane Florence. Hurricane yeah, uh, Florence. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, safe travels, uh, lots of rain, a little bit of wind, whatever. I'm quite familiar with that coming from my spot. It was about a year ago that I had to flee myself. Um, so, yeah, so not, it's not a good time. It's not a fun time when you have to get out of that uh, in the oncoming storm. And we, I, let's play this out on the air or whatever. We had some technical difficulties with the podcast we recorded two weeks ago. And so we had a whole bit on uh, Aretha Franklin. And we didn't get a chance to, to get it out there to y'all. But I, we did a whole thing on Aretha Franklin. We could probably do a whole another podcast on Aretha Franklin. Um, I really wish that we could have gotten that chance to get that out there. But technical difficulties sapped it up. But don't think for a second that we didn't, you know, at least give our, our brothers comics effort to talk about Aretha Franklin. So, uh, yeah. But we'll replace that with a whole another black woman tonight that's getting shit on very heavily. But before we get to that, uh, one guy to go. One got to go, uh, one of our uh, newer topics here on this podcast. I, I was debating between two different ones, and so we might wind up doing them both. But I'm going to keep it here uh, because it'll probably be a, a related topic on something else. So one got to go. It's cartoon shows. Cartoons uh, from the 90s. One got to go. Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Spider-Man. One gotta go. Again, Batman the Animated Series, X-Men, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, or Spider-Man, uh, Sandman. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's probably gotta be Spider-Man. Um, give them the other ones. It, that or Turtles, but I, I'll probably say... You know what? I'm gonna go with Turtles, because I like Spider-Man. Turtles. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Female perspective. I'm going with Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles as well. Hutch? It's, it's got to be the Ninja Turtle. Okay. All right. You see, I kind of thought that when I put it out there, I was like, man, that's, everybody's going to go back to Turtles, especially with y'all. I don't remember any of us being real big Turtles fans. Uh, I mean, we've had conversations about it, and I'll never remember us being any huge Turtle fans. I was a big fan of that tape, that, that stand-up video game that was from that TV show, but I don't necessarily remember watching the, the Turtles all that much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I like the Good turtles. Enough. I used to read the comic book, the black and white comic book, and the, or whatever you want to call those. And I like Shredder, and I, I know all their names. Uh, right. But yeah, I mean, yeah. Spider Man. You can't. How you? You can't. It can't be done. Okay. All right. So let's yeah. do it this one. I sent this one out to y'all on text. Then, so one got to go Marvel villains. So then it was Loki, Red Skull, Ultron, or Hela. One gotta go. Loki, mm-hmm. Red Skull, Ultron, or Hell. Hush. Are we talking the movies or comics? Or both? Movies. Yeah, movies. MCU. Uh, if it's MCU, then Hell has gotta go. Uh, female perspective. <laughs> Ultron. Ultron. Sandman. Yeah, it's Ultron. If we're talking the movies, it's definitely Ultron. Yeah. Hutch, why Hella? I, that, she's one of the better parts of that. That was good. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a bunch of... that. Yeah, yeah, all in all, they kind of threw her in there. I mean, the Ultron... Oh, don't get me wrong, Avengers 2, Electric Boogaloo sucks. But, um... <laughs> I mean, I mean, they... I mean, you could... I could close my eyes and pick either one, and they both stink. Okay. Yeah, I just, I mean, Ultron is such a, I mean, they played into like jokey or whatever, and I think they, you know, kind of took away from the realness of the character. 
So uh, I could see that. I like Hella a lot. I know some people, when I put this out on Facebook or whatever, and follow some brothers comments on Facebook, um, a lot of people picked the Red Skull because, like, I don't know if they just didn't necessarily enjoy the first Captain America movie, but the callback in Infinity War for him just kind of put the cherry on top for me. I, I thought that dude did a great job in that movie. Yeah, because it's such a character that it could go completely the other way because, you know, it did go the other way in that other Captain America movie that we don't talk about. So, um, yeah, I just, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's Ultron for me, too. That was on last night, actually, as I was in between yeah. watching the Ohio State game. Avengers 2 was on. That's, it's not a great movie. Yeah, I was watching I was watching that earlier as well. Um, Ultron was such a disappointment. I mean, um, there was such a build-up to what you expected it the, that character or formation to come, and it, it just didn't didn't follow through. It it didn't translate well in the movie at all. Yeah, and because in the movie he is a killer robot, and this movie in the in the comics and in the movie he's a robot, but he's got jokes and it's it right. just didn't work, man. It just was it, it was it so inconsistent. It didn't so, work at yeah. all. It, yeah, it, it was didn't work ten pounds of shit. They tried to put into a five pound, you know, bag. It was just too much stuff. That should have been, you know, an arc in itself. And they tried to push it in one movie. It didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work good. yeah. And I will say, Avengers 2's biggest sin is that it's not the Avengers movie. That's its biggest sin because it's clearly not as good. And now it's going to get pushed down to Return of the Jedi territory because hmm. the third one was so good. And um, it's now it's just pushed down completely. So, you know, it's almost a forgettable movie. All right. Speaking of movies, as we transition here, let's get into the box office report. Hold on, let me hit my music. So as the DreamWorks sounder brings us in, uh, female perspective will count us up from the movies from this past weekend from five to one. I will be perfectly honest that I haven't seen anything, but we do got a couple of stop signs here thrown up. So what was number five? Number five is Crazy Rich Asians. Um, that made $8.7 million, and it has made a total of $149 million thus far. Them Asians and are still rich. All right. I yeah, saw that, like I said. Wild. Did you see it from my I've perspective? I've been planning to see yeah, it. I, I just said haven't you were going gotten to. around to doing it yet. Okay. And you said yeah, you it's, did it's, like see said, it, and you said it was, it was all right or something like that. Yeah, it's dramedy. It's not, it's, again, you're thinking like, oh, you know, because they don't make romantic comedies anymore. You know, I live with somebody who likes those movies. And so they just don't flat out make them. And right. so it was billed as a romantic comedy, but when you watch it, it's more of a dramedy. It's more drama than comedy. I mean, it's a height, but, you know, if that's what you were looking for, like a Sandy Bullock special, that's not what you're going to get in that movie. So, unless you're talking forces of nature. Yeah, like didn't that. you say they tried to squeeze too much into it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was my whole thing about, you know, when people of color who are underrepresented in movies or whatnot, they finally get a chance to move, make a movie. They put everything in the damn movie. Like, edit what? We're putting it all in here. There like, ain't no editing. Two hours and 45 minutes. It's not that long, but it, it, it runs a little bit long. So, mm. All right. Four? Mm-hmm. Uh, four would be White Boy Rick that made $8.8 8 I have a stop sign here. Only I'm sure nobody saw this, and I, I've seen the commercials for it. I think Matthew McConaughey is the star, and one of yeah. the stars in this. 
Um, and it's based on a true story about some white drug dealer or something to that effect in Detroit. Right. Blah, 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 blah. I think his, yeah, David. I think he was a drug dealer and his father dealt in a wet, uh, guns or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, my point, my bigger issue is that they love to make like white criminals heroes, like for sure. And they love to criminalize black and brown people in these types of movies. You know what I mean? Like it's just... Like that shit kind of just pisses me off. It just it drives me nuts, and I'm like, I would never in my life, you know, like, oh well, he had to do what he had to do. They never give that kind of a perspective to black and brown people right. in these types of situations or whatever. Absolutely, I agree. Right. Yeah. But yeah, whatever. All right, number three. A simple favor that made sixteen million. Does anybody know what that is? Because I have no. Uh, that's that movie um, with. Uh, shit. She's the, <laughs> she's the blonde <laughs> actress, Deja or, um Emily Blunt? No, no, the one that's married to Ryan Reynolds. I don't know what her name is. Because um, oh. she's pretty oh, much forgetting. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Miss yeah, Reynolds. The one that she was on that other. That teenage show back in the day. Right, uh, exactly. Yeah, well, and that, she, <laughs> the fact that none of us know exactly. she is a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, how's it number three? That's going to me for the rest of this podcast to get her name, but yes, okay, whatever. So it's like a love story of some sort, it sounds like. Well, now, it's something about she goes missing and they trying to find out what happened to her or something like that. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Gone Girl. Gone Girl with Ryan Reynolds' wife. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, Blake Lively. Is that, the, is that the woman? Blake Lively. Thank you. Yeah, Blake that's her name. Man. Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I like the man. Whatever. She sucks. Uh, number two. I've seen no movies with Blake Lively. What the hell? <laughs> two. And number two is the nun that made eighteen million. Who this? Uh, <laughs> That's from the universe. Yeah. Is that from the Conjuring? Who, like who this? That's is yeah. That- yeah, yeah. The nun. Yeah, oh. that's a spinoff of the Conjuring, but part of the Conjuring series. Um. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the nun is is yeah. like uh, one of the the spinoffs of that. Uh, scary movie. It's a scary movie. I'm gonna throw. A, it's not a stop sign for this. It's a side brother topic. Side brother topic. Um, I was out shopping today or whatever. I it, it and y'all are bigger fans of Halloween than I am. Not the movie, the the event, the holiday. Uh, why is there Halloween stuff out already? This is September the sixteenth, man. Because and they, I mean, there is Halloween stuff, and it's been out. It's been out for two weeks. Right. Why is yeah, so much of it already? Yeah. It's just yeah, they do. It's too much. The Christmas stuff is out too. I've seen Christmas supplies right. out already. I was just oh, about man. to say that. Yeah, like, yeah. I've seen yeah. Christmas stuff out. That's just crazy. Yeah, they they just, to me out. they start earlier and earlier each year. So yeah, uh, back in August mm-hmm. they, I saw saw Halloween stuff. Mm-mm. That's just terrible. Mm-hmm. Free landway at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, it is Walmart. What's the number one movie? And the number one movie is The Predator that is that made twenty four million. Yeah, that's a soft opening. <laughs> I think for as much as that movie was hyped up, uh, we do have I have a huge stop sign there, so we obviously got to talk about this. Um, this is the 
what is this? This is like the fifth or sixth Predator movie. This would be yeah. the third reboot. Yeah. Um, the third, third reboot. fourth. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Probably the fourth. Well, you got to count. Well, the first one would be with uh, Arnold. Because right, right. I don't, I don't call the sequel with Danny Glover a reboot because that was really a continuation. And then yeah, after that, yeah. they they rebooted it with ah um, oh, shoot, what was that dude's name? I thought there was another reboot. Did they do Alien vs Predator a movie too? Right? Yes, they okay. did do Alien vs Predator with uh, Gabrielle okay. Union, wasn't it? Was it her? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that was with Sinai Lathan. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, that, that one. Sinai Lathan, that's right. Yeah, so that was that one. So then, and now this would be a third, I guess, a third reboot, but a, I think the sixth movie. Um, you you forgot the, the one the with, with was, Lawrence Fishburne. Right. That was the most recent reboot. The one yeah. with. Um, yes. Yeah, so. yeah uh, Lawrence Fishburne and. Um, Got the yeah, yeah, I saw Pino, that. Pinochet. Pinochet. That wasn't terrible. <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Some, something. Uh, his name is um Brody. No, not yeah, Adrian Brody. Brody yeah, Adrian Brody. That's oh, right. right. Yeah, see, that's right. I mean, it, it, this is diminishing returns since they aren't one, but uh, the unpopular opinion or whatever. I really like the Danny Glover one. I think the Predator in the city actually worked better than the Predator in the jungle. But whatever. That's a whole. He was movie. buying drugs and um, shit. Or that movie was awful. To be honest, to back you up on that one, I, oh. I didn't think the second one was that horrible. Um, I agree. I, two I, and I, a half Charmin wipes, yo. Jeez, man. Yeah, it's great. It's tolerant. Right. Or, or Gary Busey gets his know, head I, cut I, off from like three miles away and shit with the <laughs> with the razor blade. Ah, mush. Yeah. It was it was better than tolerable. I mean, we could also get to the fact that like the, the idea of this is not that great either outside of eight, 1980 whatever too. But that's again a different podcast. But what I'm saying is, they've made this movie, this movie was, you know, oh, they're bringing it back as a Shane Black as the director, blah, 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 and then maybe a week or so before the movie comes out, you know, Olivia Munn, Nunn, makes an announcement like, yeah, you know, uh, Shane hired, you know, one of his friends who's a dang, uh, who is a predator, a sexual predator, who got convicted of, you know, trying to seduce a teenage girl, and he's just one of his friends, and he put him in the movie. And everybody knew about it. Nobody had any other scenes with her but him, but her. And when she found out about it, she was like, y'all need to cut that scene out of the movie. And so that controversy started to become bigger than the movie. And then none of the other co-stars would back her up. She was the only one out there talking about it. They left her out there on an island. And now the movie came out and people were like, yeah, I ain't watching the movie that had a literal Predator inside the Predator movie. And so $24 million is a, a super soft opening. That's a... That winds up becoming probably a $50 million movie, which I'm sure the budget was way over that. So, um, uh, yeah, not a good look. The budget was $88 million. $88 million. Yeah. 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 No, $88. Good luck getting that back. Just eighty-eight. No, just eighty-eight. Oh, just eighty-eight. Still, it's not, but it's still under budget. So, it's not going to make it back domestically for sure. So it's just a, a it's a wild story or whatever. But um, it also proves that you know, it, it, 
Hollywood is a dirty ass place, man. Like, I mean, as somebody who's a well-known, famous director knows his friend is a dang on sexual predator and put him into a movie. And I think the scene she said they cut out was with a, a child in it. And so it was, that's just dirty. It's just, I mean, if, man. If you stop every Hollywood movie with a sexual predator in it, there wouldn't be no movie, bro. No movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah. true. You got a point there. Yeah, it is true. You know, and I think the bigger issue is more than anything, and again, we can talk about this on a deeper level, is that between Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or whatever, people getting docs for things that they tweeted, texted, whatever, you know, 10 years ago when the thing first started, you would think, like, hey, man, you know what? We probably can't, shouldn't do this. So, you know, I'd like you to be in the movie, but I don't want to put my whole ass career on the line for you. So you can rock up the boxes and the bags and stuff, but I ain't going to put you on screen because that would obviously be, you know, tr- you know, problematic for me. And he obviously didn't do that. And so we wind up, you know, shitting the movie into the ground because of this situation. I mean, the movie was probably shit anyway. It probably didn't matter if that scene was in it or not. It's the predator. It's a, you know, kind of and, and, um, to begin with. But. And Shane Black, the director, was in the original version of Predator. He was actually one yeah. a member of the team. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting yeah. that that comes it, full circle that he was part of the original version of the movie and now he's directing it yeah hutch is it just a tired concept anyway like it wouldn't matter who they put in it yes it would not matter at this point yeah i think it's just going back to something that's it's 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 a right it wouldn't matter it's an iconic character like Godzilla, and you can just and like aliens, r- right? Just right. pull it out. You've seen what's happened to right. the aliens franchise too. They they tried to revive yeah, it's that, and, yeah. and that, yeah. uh, it's diminishing that returns. turned out horrible. Yeah. It's absolute diminishing returns, and they keep trying and trying and trying, and it just right. doesn't work. Fast and the Furious Predator. But that being said, in this holiday holiday season coming soon, it will be Halloween number what ten with Michael Myers coming back. Where, where have you been, Curtis? You know, Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah, the new yeah. Halloween movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, again, that won't be diminishing. Will it be diminishing returns? People just sick of it, or I mean, I don't even know. Not that like, I'm going to see it, but you know what I mean. Like, I think I think people are are going to go see that because of Jamie Lee Curtis. Granted, she's been in another incarnation of a reboot of Halloween before, but I think this is this uh, they're toning this as a, a kind of a different version of it. So I think that is going to pique people's interest, and so yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, I just, I don't know, man. I, I mean, it just seems to me like it's just old. And then the people that you want to try to get um, to be to come into these movies, they're um, they're old too. We're made their 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 hay on these movies. They're old too. So I, I'm I'm old, and I ain't got I you ain't, you won't catch me watching that bullshit. No way, no how. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a bad look. It's just a bad look. They completely saw you know. And the funny thing is, if she's gonna get blamed for it, or then no one's gonna get blamed for it because she's the one that said something. But I mean, overall, I mean, I I don't know that had she said anything, 
what was it going to make $35 million? Like, that was going to be it? Like, you know, I don't think young-ish people can give a damn about the Predator franchise. So, uh, so, 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 so I can't believe it made $24 million. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it does have a built-in following, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I like, like Predator, did. but I ain't uh, stupid. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did see Predator. The only way that they'd be able to get me back is if they did a movie with Danny Glover and Arnold Schwarzenegger. That'd probably be the only way. I could <laughs> they gonna go chase him down with the, the pen? <laughs> I mean, what? You know what? That just might be the next. The, the next movie is they gonna bring them all back together. Schwartz, Nick, yeah. Danny, Gold, Skylake. What, Lethal Predator? <laughs> they gonna bring them all back together. Yeah. And they all going to strike a Predator. Over some Depends. <laughs> AARP Predator. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, nice. All right. All right, so that, that's enough the box office for it. Let's get into the Black and Black part of this podcast. Let me hit my new Yes, it's black, 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 y'all. All right, so I'm going to spell out the word black, give the people some uh, some topics, and we'll go around the room on the table to kind of see, and these are topics of the day or whatever. Uh, some serious, or at least one serious one, um, and then other ones, maybe not so much. All right, the letter B, we'll throw it to female perspective first, and she probably has a strong opinion on this. The letter B for Bruno Mars. It is reported that Bruno Mars is going to play Prince in the biopic of Prince's life. Uh, this set the internet a flutter uh, as Bruno Mars did the tribute for Prince at the American Music Awards or the Grammys after he passed away. Uh, nobody's doubting that Bruno Mars' talent as a musician, artist, or whatever, I don't think. But Bruno Mars as Prince Rogers Nelson, female perspective. Um... I think we went over this in, in our text exchange. Um, <laughs> I know that it, it seems that they keep trying to compare him to Prince. Uh, granted, Bruno Mars is quite talented. I'll give him that. But he isn't Prince. Um, and also, I think you pointed out it might be too soon for a biopic. I agree. Um, I'd give it some time. Um, and I'm not exactly sure that he's the right pick to play Prince. So, yeah. Yeah. Hodge? Mm-hmm. This is a bad idea. <laughs> you want to elaborate? Well, it's better than a white kid playing Michael Jackson, but it's somewhere... Yeah, he wasn't a kid. He was a grown adult, but yeah. Uh, whatever. A white adult playing Michael Jackson. This, yeah, him. Huh. I think Bruno Mars is to me is closer to Michael Jackson than the Prince and music, whatever. Anyway, um, I just, mm-hmm. I, I don't. I mean, they both short. I guess I, I mean, and that I might. I think that's one of the things people are going with. Right. The stature. The stature. And they're both in music. Yeah. Right. Uh, they're both so in yeah. Music. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to see There's, Bruno Mars in bikini shorts. <laughs> mm. oh, There's a, there is also the idea, Sandman, that Prince already made his biopic. It's called Purple Rain. It's available wherever you want to find, <laughs> find uh, record store and music stores and video stores wherever you want to go. He already made his biopic. This is like you know Muhammad Ali, you know, starring in his own biopic at that point. You know what I'm saying, like. You don't really need to do this because it's already out there. So is this a good idea, bad idea? 
Right. This is a bad idea. I don't think anybody is capable of playing Prince in any biopic. Yeah, like you said, Prince made his own. It was Purple Rain. And nobody's got to improve on that. And, I mean, I give Bruno, I give Bruno Mars his, his props, his respect. And I mean, people always talk about him with Prince and Michael Jackson. I mean, who's the last person who can say they've, been, uh, they've had that? Uh, but no, Prince, no. I don't see any correlation at all there. Just leave that alone. That's a bad idea. That's just people that want to make some money. Yeah. Um... There's also the fact that, you know, Bruno Mars, again, very talented person, yada, yada, yada. Everybody can, you know, he got hits. I get it. He's not black. Prince was. So Hutch's point of, like, having a white kid play Michael Jackson or whatever, however that rumor was true or not true, you know, just because his... Oh, that, that, was, actually folk, that was actually going to happen. That was actually going to happen. They had a white actor to play Michael Jackson, and what stopped it oh, was yeah, that, that his kids... Uh, put a stop to it. They were like, this, this is an insult. Yeah, I think we talked about... Yeah, I think we talked about that on the podcast. There was that movie about them, him and what, Liz Taylor Drive? Right, exactly. During after exactly. 9-1-1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's, not a good, it's not a good look. Uh, I, yeah, I, and I would think that Bruno Mars should have people around him to be like, this is not a good idea. Uh, one, you're not an actor. Two, you're not Prince. Just don't, don't. Yeah, that's another thing. He's, he's not an actor, and and not. I mean, I know they think every entertainer should be a natural, you know, actor, whatever. But that's not the case. And you know, no. he. I've never seen him, you know, do any acting. So I don't know what his acting chops are like. But just because he's a singer and dancer doesn't mean he can act. Exactly. Yeah, that's a bad idea. Um, that's a really bad idea. All right. Yeah. Letter and, and since we're uh, talking about L- Prince, um, Hutch went to a, a tribute concert. So, yeah, uh, Hutch, you want to chime in yeah. on your experience at the the Prince tribute concert? Yeah, I went. The Atlanta Symphony Orchestra played a whole bunch of you know they did a tribute to Prince, and they you know basically they were playing his music you know with the with you know a, a band or a, the whole symphony, and they for the most part they chose. All the princes off of Purple, not Purple Rain, they did play that, but they chose a lot of crap from Under the Cherry Moon. Mm. Do you know, can you know three songs from Under the Cherry Moon? Mm. Yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to get that movie out of my memory. It was so bad. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that movie was well, awful. You know what, though, but... Give me the soap. Oh, yeah. God. But people have their own, you know, you know that spoke to them on a certain level or whatever. So somebody obviously was a big fan of the Cherry Moon. I'm not sure why, but somebody was a fan of it. Obviously, mm. yeah. that movie was awful. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and we saw it awesome. twice. And it's not a great soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. There's an old story about. I remember y'all actually going to go see that movie. And That's what we're talking about. How awful it was. Yeah. Yes. That is yeah. correct. I remember that. It was plenty yeah, awful. That was one of the ones. That's a, a side brother topic. Um, I, I get a, I have a newspaper app for the town that I live in or whatever, and every Wednesday or Thursday I check it to see what's going on and happening in the weekend. And unlike living in Atlanta, you know, as I used to, you know, where I lived before, out in the suburbs, nothing happened out there. So anything that have to happen, you have to take the trek into the city, deal with the traffic, the parking, or whatever, which I didn't do very often. But here, maybe not so much. You don't have to go that far, not as much traffic. Yada, 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 yada. 
uh, female perspective, uh, Paul Young was here this past weekend. Uh, and I, wasn't that one of your faves back in the day? Not one of my faves. I did like Paul Young. He's more or less like a one-hit okay. wonder. But, um, <clears throat> yeah. Time you go. Right, yeah. Time you go away. Yeah. And another song, too. Yeah. Okay. What a song. The only one I can yeah, think of is that. Come back and stay for favorite. Wait a minute. Oh, I think I know yeah. what you're talking about. Please hurry. Why don't right, you yeah. come? Yeah. He might have had one other hit, but yeah, that's a struggle. Good to <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Letter, letter L is for lack, as in lack of respect. This is going to be one of our more serious topics. Uh, the next one is, too. Um, Serena Williams. Uh, all right. We need to do this first. Can we give it up for Naomi Osaka or whatever? You won. She won. Uh, I don't believe Serena was going to win that match regardless of what happened. And I had tweeted it two days before it happened, and I didn't think she was going to win because I seen that Osaka girl play. She's really good, and she's also 16 years younger than Serena. So, like, I didn't think she was going to win to begin with. So, regardless of whatever happened, is whatever happened. However, the lack of respect shown by the referee and umpire in that match and towards Serena is unprecedented in the world of tennis. I am somebody who grew up and he's still my favorite player of watching John McEnroe be raped and destroy umpires and line judges and he's only been defaulted once in his entire career and he called every person up and down, every sideline, every name that you could possibly think of in the Gaston book. I learned and we heard a lot from him in that regard. Yes. So for her, in a championship match, somebody who's won that thing like eight times all in and of itself to get defaulted, to get a, even game penalty, what that should have never happened in a championship match. It, it's, it reeks of freaking sexism and it reeks of freaking butthole, freaking uh, hurtness of somebody that was being super sensitive in the moment. So I watched the match. Like I said, I saw the match from the beginning. Again, I didn't think she was going to win from the beginning. And then all that happened. So female perspective, what was your thoughts on the match and the aftermath and whatnot? Um, it does reek of sexism because, like you said, if, if she had been a male player, they wouldn't have made a big issue out of it. Um, of course, because she is who she is. Um, and she's a female. Um, I think, you know, black. Take, yeah, that too. That's, that's the number one answer. Right, that is the number one answer. That is the and number then, one answer. And then when you saw the, or when you heard about the cartoon depiction of her, and, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that that's just awful. Like I said, it's, it's, it reeks of sexism, racism, uh, all them isms. All the bad is. Yeah. Um, so, All the yeah. bad is. Now, now, also remember the other penalty that came up in this in the U.S. Open about the woman taking off her top. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yeah. changing her shirt. Right. Yeah, and so. being penalized for it. Right. Yeah, he got penalized. And then, and then the dudes yeah. were like, it's, I saw way too much of Dokovic's chest, fucking bird chest for the rest <laughs> of the match, for the rest of the series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, you're right completely. But I mean, I, the thing with Serena, I, and I'll, I'll share you my my theory here in a little bit. And uh, 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 one of our other contributors, Will Stags, is in agreement with me. But so, Hutch, what did you think when uh, that all went down? I don't know if you watched it or not. Oh, I heard. Okay, I didn't watch it because when every time I seen to watch Serena in the championship, she'd be taking the L. So I was like, maybe she'll sneak mm-hmm. this one in. 
so I didn't watch it, so I came back. I heard the stuff about the first thing was she got caught on for coaching. Mm-hmm. That was wasn't that the start yeah, of it? That. Yeah. yeah. A, okay. A. I mean, everybody be getting coached by their coach when they in the stand. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And it, and it happens everybody. at the championship level, and it happens on hell in the damn parking lot. You hit it to the backhand. Right. Yeah. I mean, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. And so that I mean that kind of that bullshit, especially in the championship match. I mean, you can you can tell me to hit it to somebody's backhand. You still got to do it. Right. Yeah. Right. It, 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 I mean, it just it just it's just. I mean, they all coach. That that's not even an issue. They all coach. And her coach uh, admitted it afterwards. He's like, yeah, I was telling her to move in or to do something or whatever. But he's like, they all coach. Like we all coach. It's never called about them people looking towards their box, and they're always looking in their boxes. So and she wasn't even looking at her box. She was on the far end of the court. And so for him to call that, it just. It reeks, man. It just freaking reeks. And then the aftermath of it reeks even more. You know, um, female perspective mentioned the cartoon. Just talking about the umpires are going to maybe ban the, like, the reffing her matches or whatever, saying, man, this is just BS. As if the umpires are coming to see them. Like, are people yeah, are coming to see the umpires. Like, I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, this is kind of like in. Um, Akin to baseball umpires, they some they sometimes get confused that people are trying to come and see them, and they try to stay upstage the uh, actual players, and that's what this reeks. So this guy, I don't know if he races, I don't know if he just wanted to like, well, I'm I'm a ref, I'm gonna make my known tonight, and injected whatever he could and tried to screw over uh, Serena with it. I don't know, but they they got that mad twisted and. I mean, I, I just—it just stinks. Time. Let's keep it real. They—they they do not want to acknowledge yeah. Serena Williams as one of the best athletes ever. They—I mean—they are yeah. trying every trick yeah. in the book, and you know they don't want to give her no credit, that none. They will—they—they will root. They root for Japanese. Yeah, they root they, for they, Germans. They'll root for Russians. I mean, any—they'll any anybody other than Serena. ABS. Right. Yeah. Anybody but yeah, Serena. Many people become yeah. Serena. Yeah, they become Serena fans once she wins. Like, oh, I was really Serena. They, they don't care. No. They hate when she wins. You know? They hate it. They hate the Williams. Yeah. They, so, ha- they, they hate the Williams. They've been hating mind. on the Williams. They might well be from South Africa, or not South Africa, but Middle Africa. Because they, I mean, they don't care. Think of us Americans. I mean, they would rather see tennis in America burn to the ground than to give the Williams anything. Mm-hmm. They to bring up her father yeah. thirty again, years later. Right, and again, we're stepping on all, we're stepping on her moment the same way that kind of Serena did hers in the incident. Stepped on, you know, Naomi Osaka won that match. She was going to two days before. I was like, man, that girl. I seen her play before. I seen her play here in Miami or whatever. I'm like, man, that girl's really good. She has like everything. Like, you know, she doesn't quit. She hits the ball really, really hard and really, really deep. Like, she's really, really good. And she's twenty. You know, Serena can do all of those things too, but she's 36. She just had a baby a year ago. Like, I mean, this, these are, these are things that are that matter. And so when they came out that she was going to play her, I, t- I tweeted it out. I was like, mm, Serena not winning that match. Like that girl ain't scared at all. And she won her semifinal. She was like, Yeah, I wanted to play Serena. That's why. I was like, Woo. 
all right. Wow. And so when the match started, when the match started, I was just like, yeah, this is not going to go the way that people think it's going to go. Like, you know, they want her to win or the people that want Serena to win. And so I, I, I shared this theory, like, after everything started to go on, and I am conspiracy brother today. I shared this conspiracy theory that the thing happened with Serena, yes, that's fine, whatever. They're going to, you know, they called it. She had a reaction to it. But Hutch, and again, you're a conspiracy brother yourself. I liken this to the idea of when um, Tyson bit Holyfield's ear in uh, Tyson Holyfield 2. Like, he knew he wasn't going to win that match. And so he was looking for a way to get out of it. Like, she wasn't looking for a way to get out of it, but she was looking for a way to, like, you know what I mean? Like, she couldn't let that go. And I've seen her play a thousand matches, and I've never seen her, like, act like that. You know what I mean? Like, she just knew. Like, at that moment, she knew she wasn't going to win that match. And it just led to this, like, reaction that she had off the course. But, but she was up 3-1, right? No. In the second set? Yes. Well, yeah, she was up a break, and then she went out and went out and double faulted. Two two points in that set. She was up 3-1, had a chance to, to hold that break to go up 4-1 in the second set, and she went out and got up 15-love, and then it was 15-all, and then at 15-all, she double faulted twice and then put a shot into the net, and that was it. And that's when the racket got broken. That's when she got the point penalty. Mm. Like it, it just it was it was a wrap, man. That match wasn't going the way that she thought it was gonna go, or whatever. Like I, that girl wasn't scared. Like oh, she wasn't scared. <laughs> it wasn't gonna be all getting intimidated as Serena or that. That was, she was just like, you know. I was like, I, you know, again, not I, I, I love a good conspiracy. Her, I mean, I love a good conspiracy, and, and, and you know what? I didn't watch the match. I, I you know I've been there where I was where I'm losing, and I'd be like, damn, it ain't, it ain't gonna look, it ain't looking good for the kid. Damn, I feel this cramp. <laughs> yeah. So, I, yeah, that was my theory. Like, Will, uh, our contributor, Will Stacks, to our NBA show, he was like, you know what? You might not be wrong about that. So, I got one person to agree with my conspiracy, though. That makes it a fact. All right. So, yeah. So, shout out to Naomi Osaka. Uh, she is she is black, by the way. She is yeah, black. Yeah, she is. She's Haitian yeah. and Japanese. Her father, she's Haitian. Yeah, her mother's yeah, Japanese. and Japanese. father is African American. No, he's Haitian. Oh, Haitian. He's Haitian. Okay. He's Haitian. Yeah, he's Haitian. Yeah. So the where's the black? Uh, that's black. That's black. He's black enough. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty black. So yeah. So shout don't out ask, to don't you. tell them that man for winning that tonight. Well, she, I mean, I've seen her have interviews or whatever, and, you know, she's been very clear that she grew up essentially in a Haitian household. You know, she was like, I grew up like a little black girl. You know, her father, that, you know, kind of assigned her to the uh, Japanese Tennis Association because they thought she'd have a better opportunity. So, you know, I don't think it was anything other than that. Uh, but she grew up in New York. So, I mean, she's an American. But anyway, a black American girl. All right. Letter A. Uh, this is our more serious topic here. Is that the A stands for always on time. Like this train is never late. Um, if you haven't been following, um, you saw um, a man in Dallas, both a Gene, uh, in his own ass apartment, get shot by a Dallas police officer in his own ass apartment um, because she said she thought, and this is all alleged, she said she thought she was in her apartment. But I mean, how you know you're not in your own apartment? And she comes in and she puts two caps on this dude's chest and kills him. And then it's just a bad story. And then the train is never late is that they are constantly trying to smear the victim here. They're like, oh, we did a search warrant. We found marijuana in his house. And he was in his own ass house, Hutch, 
He's in his own ass house. Well, how is she holding up the door? Uh, uh, and, he, I, and there's so many. I've heard so many different things about her story, which makes me think she's she's full of shit. Making first shit of up. all, mm, yeah. uh, they said he had a red welcome mat outside his door. Okay, you go to the door, you see a red welcome mat. You know you ain't got no damn red welcome mat. So why the fuck do you think that's your apartment? And then uh, I read somewhere else that that she, uh, somebody heard her say, "Open up the door" or something like that. So why would she yeah, be yeah. telling somebody to open up the door if that's her apartment? It, it's so many, you know, conflicting theories about what really went down. But in essence, she needs to be locked up. Period. Locked all the way up. This ain't no manslaughter. Manslaughter is an accident. You went into my house and shot me. That ain't no accident. That is murder. You know, and there was a theory out there when this first happened that they actually knew each other. Like somebody put a picture out there. Maybe it was the internet lying or maybe it was for real. Like if they knew each other, then that's a domestic thing. He did something that you didn't like and you went over there to exact revenge. She was in her uniform but off duty. That don't make no sense. And then she parked on the wrong parking level, went to the wrong apartment. I mean, it's it's so many things wrong with that. And I understand if you've worked Sometimes you're tired if you worked, uh, you know, a lot of hours or whatever. But you still don't. It, it, it's kind of hard to buy that you make those kind of mistakes. <laughs> this, this is a, this yeah, is a cover mistakes. story. Every, I mean, it's shit. I mean, yes. everybody can see it's a cover story. Right. This is the easiest, bullshittiest yeah. story. It's an accident. Motherfucker, you don't have no accident going to your apartment. Exactly. Yeah, no. And then we see a Negro in that <laughs> apartment. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah. And <laughs> I mean, uh. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bull. Bullshit. Yeah, it's complete BS, and yeah, they just—I mean—that's I mean, just the police covering their own and covering their ass, as they always do. Um, but this is just absolute BS. There is no reason in the world that that dude should be dead at all. Not at all. And she's no reason why. That, where, go to her apartment. See what drugs she was on. Give her a piss and blood. Right, and it took that three. Shit, it took. Shit. It took three days for them to even arrest her. What the heck? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Three oh, days. No. Johnny Cocker's still alive? Yeah. Man, the ghost of, because he obviously, she got a good attorney. And, you know, oh, I mean, I don't even, I, I want to try to keep this on not a positive level, but I just don't want to dwell into this for 45 minutes. But this is total bullshit. Like, and, and again, it's, that train is never late, man. Like, oh, well, you know, he had weed on him. Like, and? She didn't know that when she went into that apartment. She wasn't there on the drug bus. So what's the hell? Yeah, it didn't have anything to do with her putting two damn slugs in him and murdering him. So I don't exactly. know. They're just trying, they're trying to muddy the waters. That's all that says. Yep. Yep, it's never late. That train is never late, man. It doesn't matter if it's right. planned. It doesn't matter who right. it is. It's never late. They will get it out there as soon as they can to try to justify this dude getting killed. So fuck everybody that's involved in that thing. Literally all y'all can kiss my ass. I'm surprised they didn't put a hoodie on him. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, yeah. damn, you know, we've, we've run this on this podcast and several other ones in the three years we've been doing this. Uh, about how like certain comedians, you know, were always right. You know, uh, Richard Pryor was talking about police brutality and those types of things in the 60s and 70s, and shit is still relevant today. Dave Chappelle did a joke like 12 years ago, like, well, sprinkle some crack on him and everything will be okay. This is a damn sprinkle some crack on him. He probably didn't even have weed in there. They probably planted that shit too. 
Right. Mm-hmm. You're right. That's right. You're not that yeah, you're right. They probably did it for it. Because, like you said, yeah, they're trying to muddy the waters to, to make yeah. him make the victim look guilty. Yeah, exactly. And he did anything they can do. Yep. yep. To so, change the narrative. That, yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's, it's infuriating. It makes me want to just beat people. So, all right. Yeah. <sighs> there we go. All right. Then we get it. Cut. Let's get at this. And the letter C in our black here is comeback. Uh, actor Jeffrey Owens, who played Elvin on that rapist uh, show, um, uh, <laughs> um, he is, you know, he got shamed. And we talked about this on that other podcast. He was working at Trader Joe's and some people, and it'd be your own people, by the way, because black people that sold him out, by the way, that took it. Picture up and working at Trader Joe's, and everybody's like, well, you know, that dude's a good dude. He got to take care of his family and shaming somebody for working, which is BS. Yada, yada, yada. He's collecting all the bags at this point. You know, he's gotten a job on NCIS New Orleans or whatever. Tyler Perry hired him for 10 episodes on one of his shows. Uh, like, he's just collecting bags. So they try oh, to he got a job on NCIS also? Yeah. Oh, he, he good. Yeah. I didn't hear about that. Getting steady checks. Yeah, he's getting steady checks. So, you know, female I, I wouldn't quit Trader Joe. A bad thing. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't either. But uh, uh, so a bad thing flips up into something good. Mm-hmm. That sounds so, good. Yeah, so good, good for him. Yeah, good for him. Like I, you know, I saw the him rest of them people need jobs too. I say that. Again. The rest of those copy people need jobs too. Yeah, and that was an article too that he had come out in, a, in an interview. In essence, is something that we have been talking about on the podcast that we got lost about how Cosby. Uh, or I mean, you want to mention the name that rapist, um, uh, his scandal or whatever, his rapes, you know, where the show got pulled off of um, off a of syndication that he's not able to, you know, they're not able to collect those syndication checks. You know, I think somebody said the only place it's on is on TV One. That's it. Well, that ain't going to cover it. Where the thing was syndicated all around the world before it was syndicated all around the world, and so people could live off those syndication checks. And so, you know, those checks weren't coming in, and he's like, "Well, I had to do something. I got to feed my family," and that's how he wound up betraying the joke. So, you had to go back to work. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, that particular person is. Uh, I mean, well, that, I mean that happens to us in real life too. I'm, yeah, I hope they yeah. get jobs. Um, I, good luck. Yeah, whenever that. Well, happens, I know. Sure um, what's his name? The one that played his son. He he's on uh, the Theo. Yeah, Theo. Theo's on the. Oh, resident. I mean, yeah. his real name, Mike, Malcolm Jamal Warner yeah, or something. Malcolm Jamal. Malcolm Jamal. Yeah, I mean, and again. You don't really see uh, too many of those people doing much of anything else. Actually, I think the one that's probably working the most now is Lisa Bonet, which is kind of funny. You know, and what's she doing? What, what, it, yeah, what is she doing? Her husband is working, but I don't know about her. No, right. she's on that. And her she's daughter. That, um, what's that show? She's on that show with Liv Shriver. Uh, Ray, Ray, I want to say Ray Parker and, and Radio. Uh, Ray, what's that show called? With Liv Schreiber on Showtime? Oh, Ray Romano. Ray something. Ray Parker and Radio. Yeah. Ray Donovan. Yeah, Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. <laughs> 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 I mean, and what is she doing on there? <laughs> That's a callback right there. I realize how old. Ray Parker on radio. Hey, it has some hits. Ray Parker on radio. You realize how old 
Do you realize how old and black you got to be to remember Ray Parker and Radio? Radio. Yeah, radio. That could be. Hey, that could be a contender for our exit music. Just letting you know. All right. So yeah. So he gets to come back, get all the bags. Uh, Jeffrey Owens. All right. Jeffrey and this was just a little fun one for K. I had to get creative with the letters here or whatever. It K for. K with the word token in it. This came up on uh, a Twitter thing. Now you're gonna have to think. So you know whoever's gonna go first, have it in your head here. Who? It, it came up because we were watching some different shows or whatever, and people were talking about things. Your favorite token black character. There's your K. K for token. Token. Your favorite token black character on a all white show. So the show is white as hell. There's one black character on the show. Okay, one black character on the show. Who is your favorite token black character on a TV show? I know it's gonna give you a little bit of time to think about that. Okay, so I know. I, I wish you would went with Kaepernick for K, but yeah, sure. Well, yeah, we could have done that. I just, yeah. That's why you don't have me to do shows in ten minutes. All right, so um, so look at it like this. Really quick, I'll just give you some of the uh, the the ones from Facebook or whatever. Uh, 2D from Facts of Life. Um, somebody said whoever Denzel's character was on Saint Elsewhere. Um, uh, Alfonso Ribeiro on uh, Silver Spoons. Uh, Lisa Turner on uh, uh, what's that show? Uh, Saved by the Bell. Uh, Saved by on Saved by the Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, some old 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 person. Trying to be funny, says sticks on uh, the Cosby sh- on uh, the Happy Days. I was like, man, that- <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember no black person on Happy Days. That was a black character on exactly. Melrose plays a black female character, and she was the, the only token. Female, yeah, token. Was that the, was that the other Vanessa Williams? Wasn't that her? Huh? Wasn't that the other? Was that the other Vanessa? Yeah, Williams yeah. Was um, that was the other Vanessa mm-hmm. Williams. That is correct. Okay. All right. So go. <laughs> Favorite token black character, uh, Hutch. Fuck. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Benson on Soap. Oh yeah, that's a good one. That one did come up. Yeah, yeah. Benson, that's solid. Yep, that's solid. He spins that off into a whole ass TV show too. So yeah, that's a good one. Somebody actually said Robert Guillaume on Sports Night as their token favorite black character. Uh, it was only over like five episodes. Be favorite. Come on. Yeah, that's before he, rated, before he got cancer or whatever. He was off the show. So, um, mm. all right. He lived a long time after that, though. But anyway, all right. Uh, female perspective? Uh, <clears throat> I'll go with Tootie. Tootie. Yeah, that's a solid. That's getting a remake as well, I heard. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. All right. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> old girl goes away. Yeah, that's not bad. Checks got to be paid. Yep. Uh, Sandman, favorite black character, token black character. I don't character. know if he's my, I don't know if he's my favorite, but he's the one I can think of right now. Uh, Huggy Bear on uh, Star Seed Hutch. I mean, with a name like Huggy Bear, man, you already won from as far as yeah, I'm that's it. It, yeah, it walks. So true. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, I I had picked even though and uh, brother Franklin had pointed out he's like, well, his dad was on the show. I had picked Alfonso Rivera and uh, on Silver Spoons because you know he was you know Ricky's best friend or whatever. Like, is I he black? Back in the day, so yeah. <laughs> what Silver Spoons? 
is no Alfonso Ribeiro. He's not really black per se. Token, sure, but wait, what? Alfonso Ribeiro is back. When, when is this? Yeah, name? I think he is. Is, is he? Uh, really? We have to look that up. Go to yeah, the Google. Yeah, look that up. I need to know that. You might want to yeah, have an answer too on. Oh, we can, yeah. says that, sir. We could use K for Kaepernick. Uh, I just bought some new Nikes yesterday, um, so um, <laughs> I, I bought my first pair of Nikes in 25 years. Yes, there we go. So uh, Nike goes and uh, pops up uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, and puts their whole ad campaign behind them. Racist white folks been burning Nikes, burning their Nikes, burning with, with their feet in them. With some stupid, <laughs> uh, and just, their feet in them. Yes, uh, and yes, just ridiculousness. Uh, and Nike stock took a tumble the day after the first day, and then shot through the roof. It's never been as high as whatever. And you know, racist white people were like, "Oh, you see," and then uh, like a couple days later, like, "Where y'all at though? Like, you hear something? Because I don't hear you talking anymore." And, uh, yeah, so, look, it's an absolute travesty that he's not in the league. I've seen some pretty bad quarterback play just today, and I'm sure he's not as bad as any of these dudes, even though we hadn't played in two years. It's an absolute uh, The Falcons got one of the worst quarterbacks ever, and they paying him a shit ton of money. <laughs> and they basically paying him, paying him to continue losing. So, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. he's still playing, um, they, they can certainly uh, – yeah, a 404. Yeah, and so, and again, I, I, in a sense, I hate to give Nike a whole lot of props because to quote the infamous Chuck D, I like Nike, but wait a minute. Um, you know, you got to put some money back in it. Uh, and they, you know, Nike got some shaky business practices in terms of who and how much they charge for them shoes and who makes them and child labor and whatnot and all that. So I get all that. But it's interesting that one of the major partners of the NFL who's keeping this man out of the league, who makes their jerseys and whatnot, they're like, yeah, uh, we're going to back him up, even though y'all are colluding to keep him out of the league. So, yeah, shout out to Colin Kaepernick. Uh, collect a bag of money. Sammy. Yeah. What's the question? Just, well, just, you know, any uh, comment about, you know, Kaepernick and Nike. About Kaepernick in general? Yeah, it, it's, and they're Nike. colluding to keep him out. They're colluding to keep him out. Is he, is he still trying to, like, uh, sue them for uh, basically colluding against him? I'm pretty sure he's still suing them. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure they're still suing him. He, he's going uh, to get a seven-figure paycheck out of this. He is, yes, yeah. they will. At, his point, at a point, they're going to have to pay him to make it go away. Exactly. He's not going to play in the league again because it's too, he's too much of an no. embarrassment for them now. Because, uh, I mean, it's, I, w- I, I, don't know, I don't know where he's, how he's going to get paid uh, somehow, but, yeah, they're, they're keeping him out. <laughs> he, they're, like you already said, there's too many awful-ass quarterbacks. In the NFL, for him not to have a job somewhere. Yeah, see Cleveland somewhere. See any, see Buffalo. Yes. <laughs> any of the teams. See Buffalo. Yeah. Oh Lord. See yeah. Buffalo. Oh my God. So female. Yeah. They. They. Yeah. Go ahead. No female perspective. I was gonna say. Uh, like I said, you got your Nikes on. Uh, sure. Miners. <laughs> 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 they're still in. The, they're still in the box. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I bought a pair yesterday and I ran in and I'm good. Like, uh, I've always been kind of a Nike person to begin with. This didn't dissuade me from ever doing any business with Nike. And the idea that people are like, oh, well, you know, we can't, you know, I'm not going to support Nike anymore. Like, Nike cares. Nike let's be honest. A lot, I mean, a lot of this boils down to just straight out racism. I mean, that that's... Mm-hmm. That's the the foundation of all this outrage. So yeah, let's call it what it is, yep. or for what it is. Yeah, and it's fake outrage too, because all these people like, oh, you know, fuck Colin Kaepernick, I'll cheer for you know whatever in Alabama, Georgia, and all these other you know red ass states, or whatever. You know, fucking Nike doing this shit, blah 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 blah. Now Saturday, yesterday, when Alabama was scoring forty nine points in the first half with them damn Nike jerseys on. Um, there was a whole bunch of rednecks cheering for and in Georgia. You didn't hear shit then, did you? And they wearing those Nike jerseys. No, of course not. So, yeah, I mean, it's fake outrages. I mean, it's, it's, it's shut the fuck up outrage. Yeah. Like, you really ain't that man. You're just trying to be racist. You know, not trying to. You are being racist. And, you know, like, seriously. Like, it ain't that big a deal. So, whatever. Uh, yeah. Ugh. All right. So, there you go. Yeah. Good K, man. You see, this, told me that from before, Hutch. You're gonna put me on the, on the front. I do this shit for a living. <laughs> that wraps up. Yeah, so that wraps up the Blackity Black part of the podcast. Uh, yeah, so we start the round into the exit. All right. Uh, we need exit music, man. Oh, but actually, is there anybody you want to tell the SDFU? We don't do that segment anymore, but is there anybody in particular? Except for that cop in, in Dallas. She can. Uh, uh, mm. Yeah, that'd be my number one. Yeah, that should be my number feel one. Feel bad story. Well, the president, the president is always number one. Uh, but He's always number one. And two, and three, and four. Uh, but once we get past those top four and five, then yeah, it'd be somebody else. A hutch you got me, brother. Um, have you have you been following? Uh, female perspective uh, told me about this, but have you been following the beef between Fifty Cent and Floyd Mayweather? <laughs> Uh, I have over the course of the years. Yeah, they used to be friends. They had some version of a falling out. And I don't know how people feel about 50 Cent as a uh, rapper. Uh, I think he's overrated, but that's just me. Um, but uh, he, nobody is more petty um, than 50 Cent. Uh, he, he and Floyd the they both pretty petty, but yeah. <laughs> they are petty, but... But 50, yeah. but 50 takes it like to a completely different level because he makes it fun of like not just his, I mean if Floyd got enough stuff to make fun of domestic charges uh, but he takes it down to like that he can't read that he, right. like, he takes it like to a level <laughs> that he goes completely yes. gutter man and he, he does ride it pretty hard about that <laughs> yeah uh-huh. can you nigga read so it's uh yeah, uh, 50's pretty, he's pretty petty, beyond petty. I mean, even, I mean, you know, he's well, got beef with Vivica I, for I don't, after they dated, and he's, it's, it's pretty petty there, too. He's just a petty dude. Like, well, yeah, well, my point, I mean, I have, I mean, I'm just now kind of getting into it, which is, I shouldn't be getting into it, but I don't know if it should be shut the fuck up or quit writing the fuck up, but, you know, that kind of, I mean, it's, I mean, it's dumb shit, and that's the kind of dumb shit that, for, I mean, they're, I guess they're serious, and, you know, the, the people that hang on to them think, hey, this is a cool way to, you know, get popular and start beef, and then next thing you know, people take words, and you start using guns, 
and just dumb shit on dumb shit. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, that we don't need it. We don't need it. Yeah, the the other the other side yeah. is got is already you know they already doing enough killing. We don't need to be adding that to that shit. Stop it. Not to mention uh, another another thing. Uh, another Pacquiao fight before the end of the year. Shut the fuck up. We don't need to yeah, see that so shit much. either. Oh, God. Uh, you need yeah, to go sit the hell down. For that. Yeah, I mean, and again, he's... I, I can't even say that I cheered in you know, air quotations for Floyd Mayweather when he played Conor McGregor. It was just, like, I have to do this because you're black. I felt dirty every minute of it. Um, so, but beyond that, Floyd Mayweather could fall off the earth for all I care. He's a terrible human being in person. <laughs> He's an absolute awful human being, person, or whatever. Uh, there's no cheering for him. He's just, uh, yeah, whatever. Mm, okay. Female perspective, you got anybody? No, I, <clears throat> I do not. Good. Okay. Sandman. Um, this is, I don't really care either way about this, but did y'all hear about uh, Eminem and the, the, someone called Machine Gun Kelly having beef with each other? Yes, I did. Well, yeah. Yes. yeah he's, a, he's a white guy also, sucks. right? <laughs> yeah, they're both white. But, yeah. I mean, Eminem just eviscerates him, and that dude needs to go to hell away from somewhere. I don't know where they all came from. But he sucked, and he needs to shut the fuck up. I would say every rapper within the last mm, seven to ten years needs to go away. Um, but, you know, whatever. Like all these little Yachty's, little Verts, little whoever, whatever the hell you are. They're all garbage. Yep. Get on a boat and yep. push that shit into the middle of the ocean. And all of them say that, whatever. I could care less. <laughs> I mean, honestly, and there's, I mean, they're just terrible. It's just, it's terrible music, and I can't wait for it to be over. But I mean, literally, like rap music has just become something that anybody thinks that they can do. I mean, hey, our podcast will be on SoundCloud later tonight. But there's a whole bunch of SoundCloud rappers, and they're just terrible. It's just terrible. It's not even paint by numbers. It's not even paint by numbers anymore. I mean, paint by numbers rappers have always been around. You know, two plus two is four. Four, five, four. It's, it, like that's always been around. It's worse now. It's even worse. It is like, worse, and it's just terrible. It is worse the, the, the idea of being like, a, yeah, the idea of being an MC and a lyricist is just dead. And right. I think, I think back. You know, I was thinking about this actually the other day. I was like, you know, what Common made. I used to love her back in like what two thousand. Like that's how old, like that's how long rap has been dead. Like it's been dead for 18 years, essentially. Really, it has. And you know, there's a hit here, there's a song there, or whatever, and there's somebody that comes out that's like whatever. But essentially, the 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 form and the genre has been dead for almost 20 years. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, I mean, I, you know, at my day job, I hear kids walking around, and it's like, like fuck Drake too. Like, you're not even a rapper; you're singing that freaking Fifi song or you, whatever the hell he's singing. That song is terrible for one. That's not. Why are we calling this rap music? Because <laughs> I'm down for you, nigga. You singing? You an R&B singer? You I'll be sure with the, with the freaking universe. Man, get the hell out. Of that just, man, that's that's a yeah, that's a trigger point, y'all. <laughs> Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I got one that lives in my house that, make, that 
Yeah, I got one that lives in my house and tries to listen to that, and I just want to beat him. Mm. <laughs> I just want to beat him. Mm. All right. Why don't you expose him to some real rap? I have. And, you know, if everyone's in, then he'll figure it out. Like, oh, okay, like this dude. Like, I don't know if y'all saw that thing where, um, like, Black Thought, like, went on. I think, I don't know if it was Sway's show, like, where he just did that freestyle for, like, 10 minutes. Like, he just freestyled off the top of his head. And it was just, like, you know, absolutely incredible for 10 minutes. And, you know, he was in the car. He was like, wow, that's, like, you know, wow. I'm like, yeah, exactly. That's what lyricism looks like. Not, you know. Not making a rhyming word. It's so all these fucking mumble rappers. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like the people. I mean, I just made a hit, nigga. I just made a hit right there. I just freestyled 15 seconds on a hit. You know what I'm saying? So just whatever, man. I'm like, nigga, are you really counting on here? This is what this is what's hot in the streets now. This is what's hot in the streets. It's true. It's funny because it's true, man. That's yeah. no my office right on the side. All right, let's get to some real exit music, y'all. <laughs> She's usually pretty good at getting us out of here on some real music. So what you got, man? We brought up a lot of people today. Prince, Bruno Mars, uh, mm. Ray Parker on radio. <laughs> oh, you got you, you came up with that radio reference. You got to go with radio, man. Oh, uh, man. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure if I could come up with a Ray Parker and radio song at this moment. Uh, I, I don't know more than one. I hit a couple seconds ago. Uh, <laughs> Huts, what you got, man? Ray Parker and Radio? I'm, I think I had a song for Ray, them a second ago. Did that Jack and Jill went up okay. the hill? <laughs> uh, 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 let's, let's see here. Let's go with Prince. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's basically. I, I, I would say go with Prince. Some, uh, you need another lover like you need a hole in the head. Hmm. Uh, 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 let's see. Prince, I mean, come on, nothing uh, under the chair. What's from that? The chair nothing from under the chair and Nothing from under the chair. Is that from under the chair? Yeah, that is on the. That's the best song on there. Yeah, that is the best song on there. Well, to be to be perfectly honest with you, finding Prince music to uh, upload on here might be a little bit shaky too, digitally. Yeah. Uh, Way to go, Jay Z! Title, son of a bitch. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, not available. Uh oh. What happened? Come on, man! Choking under the pressure. Damn. <laughs> Choking on his brisket. What? <laughs> what? Under the pressure. You're choking uh, under the pressure. Uh, <laughs> Damn. Um. Don't make I have some brisket. No. Um. <laughs> oh my god. Um, uh, let's see here. <laughs> AUT Omatic? I'm trying to find a radio song. Uh, <sighs> something like that. Uh, I really don't have a song. I mean, pick one. Starfish and Coffee, huh? Okay. Whatever. Yeah, go with that. Starfish and Coffee. Oh, he, he said it's hard to find. Oh, he said it's hard to find. Right. Damn. Uh, 
Hey, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can find you can find Ray Parker in the street. Yeah, find a Ray Parker song. Yeah, just like you. She will fool around. Just I don't know that radio, that Ray not Parker. Not Ghostbusters either. Yeah, not Ghostbusters. He she needed love. Uh, just. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, Jack went up Jack, the hill. Yeah, Jack and Jill's good. Yeah, yeah, roll, roll with that. That's fine. Shit, and Ray Parker will be at your door asking for some money too, <laughs> and maybe radio behind him. Yeah, yeah. In, in light of these nursery school rappers or whatever, I think that actually makes sense. So, all right. So, Ray Parker, I think Jack and Jill. That was with radio though. That wasn't just Ray Parker. Yeah, it was with, with radio. Yeah, with radio. Yeah, that was radio. I mean, he hadn't he hadn't big that, time yet. That's um, so. that shit is four and a half inches of afro. That's some old school shit. Yeah, he hadn't yeah he hadn't big time them yet. So as radio, not just Ray Parker, as radio starts to play us out, we'll be able to find us podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, Google Play, uh, rate review, subscribe. Uh, you'll be able to find me, the producer, at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Sandman's at Sandman415 on Facebook and Twitter. The other two are in the ether. That is it. We are wrapping up. All right, so we start to sign off. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. Sayonara, people. We will see you next time. All right. Uh, female Perspective, go ahead and sign off. Adios from the Female Perspective. I'll let you don't get fired. Uh, love and peace. Dash and peace and love. All right. Humpty, 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 humpty. Fell off the wall. <laughs> All right, we'll see y'all people on the other side. Peace. 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 And stay.